Hey Goblins, Brian Bowden. It's time now to jump into that rabbit hole and head right over to our Goblin Goodies Vault for another great episode. Remember, links, stations, and other references you may hear may not be valid. Enjoy the show. It is time for Beyond the Realm. Everything you've wanted to know about, but were too afraid to ask. With your hosts, from the Bronxville Paranormal Society, Al Santariga, Brian Bowden, and Cindy Bailey Duff. Sit back and relax, if you dare. Welcome to Beyond the Realm, where everything you've ever wanted to know but were too afraid to ask will be answered tonight on this program. I'm Brian Bowden from the Bronxville Paranormal Society, here along with my colleagues and teammates, Al Santariga and Cindy Bailey Dove. Al, how are you? Hey, Brian, how are you? Um, I'd like to welcome everybody tonight to um, Beyond the Realm Radio, and uh, where we interview tomorrow's paranormal celebrities today. Back to you, Brian. Cindy, how are you tonight? I heard you have a little something special going on in your house. Yes, I'm fine, and thank you very much, and I hope you're fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. we were sitting here, I was getting ready for the show, and my daughter's toy, which is in the den, started going off, but this was a new toy. It went off three or four times, and that was it. So I, I'm taking that as a good luck charm. <laughs> that always happens with us, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, EVPs or, or, or something to that effect all the time. Um, anything new from you guys that you've been following and watching out for? I mean, I know from me, I've been monitoring. Yesterday we had back-to-back almost uh, big earthquakes, 5, almost 6.0, and the mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is not good for none of us. So, wow. I, yeah. didn't, I did not realize that. Thank for, thanks for telling me. <laughs> or, all the, all, everyone else, too. Yeah, Al, how about you? Anything good on the... Uh, paranormal no, front right now nothing nothing on the radar right now everything is nice and quiet but no we, no didn't we have a report come in not from, that i know from up in hudson valley something flying in the air that was last week Brian. that was last week oh yeah. i don't know it you know it's, it's, yeah i'm you know my timing's a little off and i apologize to everybody for that <laughs> 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 we had a boom, uh, someone reported a boomerang craft uh, flying in the air up in near the Hudson Valley area, and those old eighties Hudson Valley UFOs. So I always I always wish that it picks up because when I was back then um, I wasn't able to drive up to the Hudson Valley, but you know uh, I'd be there in a heartbeat right now. So, but tonight we got a really great show for you. Uh, we are going to welcome Barbara Shadow O'Rourke and B. Robinson from Sullivan Paranormal into the rabbit hole, and they're going to discuss their team, their experiences, and basically paranormal in general. So, ladies, welcome to Beyond the Realm. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you. You got it. Yes, welcome, you guys. Thanks. It's good to have you ladies on. Awesome. I Um, guess I should say ladies instead of you guys. Yeah, we're we're outnumbered. We're out done tonight. So one of the first things we do here and we're welcoming you to the show is we ask just for a brief bio from each one of you and just, you know, tell us about yourselves and maybe how you started in the field of paranormal. Okay. um, 
I go by Barb Shadow. It's Barb O'Rourke. And I have been involved in the paranormal probably, well, as far back as I can remember. Um, started very young. Anything I could get my hands on book-wise, I was always reading, you know, haunted stories and just anything bizarre. And uh, I started keeping a journal of different events that went on that I couldn't explain throughout my life. And, um, you know, I started having dreams where my grandmother who had passed would come and, and she would tell me things that would later happen. And uh, it was just too intriguing to leave alone. So uh, everything led up to being co-founder of our team. And here we are. Well, yeah. we welcome you here. Thank you. Uh, I'm B. Um, and I've been into the paranormal for not as long as Barb, obviously, but um, I more recently I got into it probably when I was in high school. Uh, so I'm pretty new to the whole field and everything, but I love everything about it. I love researching all the folklore and going out there and seeing these historical places and getting a taste of the history along with the taste of the haunted. And that's sort of why I'm a part of this. It's always interesting when you go to some place that has so much history to it and you, you know um, it's just everywhere and people just go there as tourists they don't really know the bigger story that surrounds like some of these places that you you know I know we know you've been to you've got some great investigations amazing evidence and we're probably be talking about a lot of it tonight so Al if you want to get started get get them started <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's jump let's jump right into this. Let's start with the Stone Arch Bridge, ladies. Um, what made you go there in the first place? Okay, um, actually, Becca made me go there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't heard of its history. Okay, until uh, it was suggested. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to talk oh, about Oh, I always mess up the names and stuff. Um, basically, with the Stone Arch Bridge, uh, we heard from a local historian that there was a murder that happened there in the 1800s. And, of course, you know, murders really pique our interest because <laughs> there yes. seems to be a lot of activity around um, <laughs> murders. So we had to jump on board that, and we actually looked up and tried to find the date closest to when it had happened. Uh, the murder had happened, and we got our team over there in the freezing cold and started investigating it. Yeah, we were we were there on the anniversary of the um, date of the murder. It was a hex murder, and uh, it, it just was a fascinating historical case. Um, we got the name of the, the victim and the supposed murderer, and uh, in, in research, we pulled up newspaper articles that had, you know, an fascinating account of the crime itself and then it went through the trial and uh you know we we took that information with us and focused our questions on the bridge to see if we could pick up any evps and we ended up um getting some hits on on the spirit box that confirmed the name of the murderer which uh made us go back a few times so the spirit box are you using um like one of those that that it's it's they're super loud spirit boxes <laughs> that, that um they're like all over the place unfortunately yes there's there's a lot of static and we spend a lot of time trying to uh 
you know, douse the static and, and bring the voices out. Yeah. Oh, I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really beneficial at the bridge, especially because it's right on a main road. Uh-huh. So static helped block out the noise from the road. Whereas when we did a regular EVP session, all we were getting were the cars going by. That and the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it was excellent for, for the outdoors. And right. this is in New York, correct? I just want to put the location in, out there. That's, uh, that's in Sullivan County. Yeah, Canosa Lake. It's um, yeah, yeah. The Stonebridge Bridge is in Canosa Lake. Yeah, Canosa Lake. Yes, it's a gorgeous area. It's a park, and they have a historical marker there. And one line of it does mention the the hex murder on the bridge. Yep. Now, didn't you guys catch an EVP? I was looking at your evidence where you actually got the name of the murder. Yes. Yes. In fact. one night that we were there, we got the name Adam twice on, on the ghost box. And when we were back on a subsequent evening, um, we got the name Adam again. And Adam well, I saw that, yes. Yeah. That was very good work. Yeah. It was, it, it was fascinating. It was wonderful. It was exciting. Hey, Barbara, I got a question for you. Um, I see when I was watching the video of you guys on the bridge, you kept grabbing your throat at, at a certain point. Yes. What, what was going on with, with your throat? Was it closing up on you or was there pressure on it? What was that all about? Well, over the years, I've, I've discovered that um, at certain times, I am sensitive to some of the things, you know, that we, we can't see with our naked eyes. And a lot of times when there's a spirit around, I get like a feeling, I can't really describe it. It goes up the back of my neck. But in that area on the bridge, every time that I was in that particular area, it felt as if, as, as, as if, you know, as if somebody had put their hand around my throat. And wow. there, you know, we have another person who's quite sensitive on our team. And the things that she had picked up in that area was that was where um, the victim was thrown over the bridge. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That's great. That's, that's a great story. Now, when, when you pick when you pick this up versus the other person that's sensitive, is it you're just picking it up as soon as you get there, or does or you know I'm just trying to figure out does do somebody you have to get to a certain spot and all of a sudden you get hit by it, or is it something like you start feeling it, it builds up until you get like boom right by that bridge, you know, not even at the spot where that person was supposedly thrown in, in you know into the into the water. For me, um, it was when I got to the particular spot. I've had I've had some places where if the energy was really strong, um, I've picked it up beforehand. But most places, it's it's right when you get to that that area is when it hits you. So so um, the so the energy in the park leading up to the bridge, you didn't feel anything in, in other than on the bridge. Right. Is that correct. Right. Okay. It was just when I got to that that particular spot, and then later um, when we discussed it, then you know I found out what her feelings had been. Oh, you know, we don't. Well, okay. while we're investigating, we don't like to give away if we're we're sensing something in a particular area because you don't want to rely on that. You can't prove it. You can't. You know, and you don't want anybody else jumping on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, I felt that too, or thinking they did. Um, so we try to save a lot of that for afterward when, you know, to debrief and, and then compare notes. Right. And, and yeah, no, it's good. Cause then you can taint everybody's opinion of things. Uh, I don't know how many, how many people are on your team actually, when you go out to do these investigations, do you have a, a set number or whoever can make it type of a uh, situation? Uh, usually everybody 
pretty much can make it. We have eight people on our team and, uh, you know, generally it depends on the size of, of the investigation. Um, we do have a, a couple of private homes that we're discussing and we really wouldn't need eight people in, you know, a little two story home. Um, but generally everybody comes along. Wow, that's great. And we, we can never get everybody to make it. No matter. <laughs> no, I, I'm mostly, you, I'm not there. Doing this three or four years now, I'm not even sure. But there's never been an investigation where everybody on the team has actually made it. That's amazing. God bless you guys. Yeah, that's seriously, that's, that's, that's half the battle because, you know, well, it, it, it's easy. You know, me personally, I think it's better when you go in pairs. You, you should always have a backup to yourselves just in case someone gets hurt, you trip on something, whatever. But, Absolutely. I mean, it's usually Al, myself, we'll, we'll get a bunch, of, you know, we'll get a couple other people, and, you know, and it's not the same people, and, and and it's just so impossible sometimes. Right, right. Well, we like to do definitely groups of two, and uh, if we can do group of group of three for a minimum you know that's that's what i prefer because then not only do you have an extra person if someone gets hurt you've got a third person who can go for help while you know one person right. stays with the other all right that's a great idea yeah that that is that comes in uh pretty handy uh, when you're when you're doing these investigations you, you definitely need to some i wish we i wish all of us had like some kind of first date experience but um you know, there's going to be situations where you need somebody to run for help and you don't want to leave that person by themselves, you know. Sure, sure. I wanted to ask you a question. At the Stone Bridge, has there been sightings or people seeing things, paranormal activity around the bridge? Did you know, have they done that or y'all just decided to go out there? Uh, yeah, there had been some rumors before we did our investigation that people sometimes, especially in the winter, um, they see a ghostly figure walking across the bridge. So wow. that definitely piqued our interest in investigating the bridge as well as, you know, just the fact that it was the home to such a gruesome murder. Right. Oh, that'd be great if you could get, uh, you know, a video of him walking across the bridge, but, you know, we oh, never yeah. get anything like that. <laughs> uh, just, just so you ladies know, Cindy is the team psychic, our psychic, and yes. she does most of oh, okay. our investigations with us over the phone because Cindy is in Arkansas, and she's spot on. And I got to tell you, Cindy, Cindy was watching your videos today, and <laughs> Cindy, tell tell her what you got yep. on the bridge, just out of curiosity. Well, I I was looking at your videos, and I got four pages written down on the videos, but I. What I got on this stone bridge, and I don't know, this is no way to prove it, but there were four men involved in planning that guy's death. Four. Yes. Because we know, we know for sure of two. Right. These other two never got caught, but they were right in the middle of planning this because they planned this. The other two never got away because I can see four men at this rickety table okay. planning this but I, there's no way to prove that but right, right. the guy the, the, the one guy which I don't know his name he absolutely hated this guy okay we know who that is for sure he was, yeah. okay <laughs> this guy is psychotic also he, he was very jealous of that guy and I tell you what I picked up this, that's not what that historian said. They used this excuse of witchcraft or, you know, devil worshiping. 
put a curse on his family. But I picked up that this was over a girl. Okay. He used the excuse of the curse, but this was over a girl. And I also picked up the name. Her name was Betty. Okay. I, it's, I'm writing this all down because I also have to start researching more. <laughs> well, also, well, me, oh, I'm sorry, Cindy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is the what they killed two men before him. They because okay. they didn't, didn't get caught. This two brothers. Mm-hmm. They buried them out in the wood area, and it, I can see all these woods, and they're they're very close together. Okay. Wow. And I don't. They, they never. You know, they never got caught for that. But this this guy was very psychotic. I mean, yeah, he actually yeah. enjoyed killing people, and he was he basically was mentally ill. And I picked up that his brother, I don't know how to say this, had a low IQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slow. Yeah. Slow. Yeah, slow. And he was a follower. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So he, he would just, so so you're seeing four people, but the two people that actually, the two people weren't there to actually commit the murder, but they were there to plan it or maybe implant that seed yes, into these yes. other guys. Yes. You know, get them and going. They, Right, and they sat around and they planned this for. And I think they planned it for several weeks. Wow, uh, these guys. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. But I, I will be going back and, and looking for some more names now. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I'm, I'm going to be curious. You got to bring this back. I'm not, <laughs> sorry, I'm not even sure that these people, the other two, we uh, came under suspicion. One of them, one of these men, is a big man. And I mean, what I'm saying, the 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 four sitting around the table. You got three that are average, but there one of them is a really big guy. I don't know how we could ever prove that, you know. Either, right? But, right. We but, you yeah, could probably go do that through um, some of the records of historical societies and see if there were. If if someone's prominent enough to do, you know, like to plan this, they probably were prominent enough in that time period or in that area where their their name or their presence would have been known. No one that's that's right, very right. sheepish is going to sit back and they're not going. They'll be in the record someplace. Right. Hey, Barbara, right. Could I ask yep. you a question? Um, did uh, Cindy Cindy had the name Betty come to her? Have you right. found any any women's name in your research? Anybody named Betty? Not yet. But Not I would. Okay. <laughs> do, do we know yeah. if the the murdered victim and the murderer were married, and what their the, spouses' names were? We have the um, spouses' names in the records. Okay. Uh, they they were brothers-in-law. Oh. And wow. um, the the one wife. Did she die? And he married again? I have no idea. Okay, there, there, so- there. <laughs> um, the murderer was was the brother-in-law, and I believe, I believe the victim had married again. I don't think it was a Betty though. Okay, right. Okay, but no, I, I will we'll have to see. You know, maybe. Who knows? Maybe one wanted to be involved with the other's daughter. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I will find names. <laughs> um, right. Well, well, let me ask you another question while we're on this subject. Um, 
Oh God! I just I just drew a blank. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a list of questions that you have a list, but this one just came off the top of my head. Uh, now it just popped off. Okay, let me let me go to my list here. Um, uh, in your report, I read something about an invisible lane. What was that all about? Invisible lane. Yeah, that's what I have written down here. With uh, the bridge. Yeah, maybe it's it's the that area you were walking on maybe that's what you were discussing I went in in the reports that you sent me and i read there was something where you said there was like an invisible lane maybe it was an energy vortex or something well, no okay. that is not ringing a bell okay, okay. all right so um we'll come uh, back my, to that okay <laughs> definitely the question was the apparitions and shadows obviously you said there was apparitions seen on the bridge so we yes. covered that and in the woods around there because before the murder um they had met at a bar down the street and george the victim had decided he was it was time to walk home adam the brother-in-law was walking him home and um one of adam's sons helped to ambush george on the bridge well, wow! Okay. Wow! I did. I did. Uh, well, Cindy's uh, had a had a, a she had a drop off for a split second, but um, I did do a little research. I'm just doing a quick little, you know, searching here and there. There is a Betty associated with Stone Arch Bridge, actually, and a, a Stone Arch Bridge festival. But it happens to be Betty Crocker, and I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And and this is no discredit to, to actually anybody. It's just that may have been a name in the area, and and they use that because she do, does exist. But we just got to find the connection there. So I'm I'm gonna keep searching while we go on with this. Okay, that's okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, while you while you guys were there. Did you have any technical issues with any of your equipment? Because we have tons of stuff whenever we go out. I'm not remembering very many technical okay. issues on we had Stone some, Arch. We had some strange spikes that... With the EMF detector. Yeah, but they, we couldn't decide if it was just because it was super cold and we were like bouncing it or if it was spiritual or anything. So also, that's the only thing I can think of, really. We, we might have had... Um, a couple of odd walkie-talkie moments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our walkie-talkies kept going off, and nobody was calling on them. <laughs> so that was that, a little that's weird. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, we had, we've had we had issues with our walkie-talkies as well and, and uh, some of our um, investigations. No, I was, just, I was just wondering, like, if the cameras were shutting off on you or, you know, um, the batteries were reading dead when they were actually Not good. Really it's still those lines. If, no. we, if we get to um, Laurel Grove Cemetery now, there there's a place with a lot of technical issues. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's see what else. All right, so yeah, the, we touched on the walkie-talkie and the technical issues, the EMF spikes we talked about. How about temperature changes? Any any issues with, did you have like a, a digital thermometer or anything? The um, the millimeter registers uh, temperature. Okay. okay. Any but any fluctuation on the temperature? Not really. It was like fifteen degrees when we were there, okay. and uh, it would have it would have really taken a lot of energy to mess with that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so so wait, wait, when you were at when you were doing this investigation, it was literally fifteen degrees out. Oh yeah, yeah. We we went on. I think it was the nineteenth of January. Al, they're just like us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. We just, just go the coldest times. No, I was I was just trying to figure out because if you're getting a spike at fifteen in fifteen degrees, then something's really 
you know, something's going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty pretty interesting. I mean, uh, that alone. Uh, continue with your thought, Al, because I, I think I have I'm on the same, you know, equipment issue, equipment problem, you know, that we have every once in a while. I mean, we all have perfectly great uh, um, recorders. And they're recording. We're looking at them physically. They're red. They're, the, it's movement and everything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you get back to go review. What happens? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, um, I see in one in one of the videos, you had, not only did you have the SP Spirit Box, but you had um, uh, the Obvious um, 7 or whatever it was. I don't remember what number it was. 4. Um, four? Was that what it was? The Obvious 4? Yeah. Okay. Um, which one do you prefer? And which? Yeah, like Spirit Box or the Ovulus. Yeah. Oh man, Spirit Box. Spirit Box. <laughs> Spirit Box. Spirit Box. <laughs> really. <laughs> and I, you know, actually, truly, if if you just throw it in there, we we really prefer a plain, you know, digital recorder. Really. Right. Over everything. Oh, because if you get a Class A EVP. That's the best oh, that is, in the world. That is the best. That, that, that's it. That's oh. it. I love that. That's almost you know as good as full body apparition. But um. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, because I personally, I'm not a fan of the SP Spirit Box. It's just that noise just goes right through me. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a, an obvious kind of guy, and um, we, well, we yeah. heard when we when we listening to your recordings, the EVPs, we heard some kind of like. I don't know if it was Diabolus. There was like some artifact noise in in some of them, and I don't know which what that came off of. I was trying to we were trying to figure it out when we were reviewing the evidence. It definitely wasn't off of the SB Spirit Box. It was right. So I was wondering if that came off the came out of the Obulus or if that was something that came out of a digital voice recorder. My guess would probably be out of the voice recorder. We okay. don't always have the Obulus going. Okay. Right. You know, here and there, um, here and there, just just to see what it does come up with. But um, we really don't run it that often. Okay. <laughs> Any special reason why? Uh, <laughs> a few of our team members just don't believe in it and think okay. it's, don't like it. So <laughs> I think okay. that's part of the reason why we don't use it as much as we want to. <laughs> Although, okay. we have come up, you know, there are there are investigations that we've been on that we've had it on that it's given us hits that just were jaw-dropping. So well, that, you know it's what? just if, because the jury, the jury is still out with us. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but once that it hits, it hits. If you, get, if you get an intelligent response off of it, I mean, that's got to, you know, yeah, that's oh, worth, yeah, that's worth its weight in gold at this point. Yeah, it's point. worth its weight in gold, I would think. You know, I, I, I truly do believe in it. Um, well, that's that's one thing that I that I actually neglected to send you a picture of, um, you know, one hit that we got on the Ovilus for the Columns Museum. And it was the name of a little girl who had passed. And before we knew that she was around on a pre we had picked up a child's voice. So we had the voice, then we discovered information about this child, and then we got her name on the obelisk. Very cool, very cool. Do you guys, do you, when you guys do your evidence review, do you ever go back and, like, debunk stuff? Always. Oh, yes. Always. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> That's what I love, an honest investigator. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 
We get, I tell you what, we get 99% of our EVPs on either our thermal imager or our, our, our IR cameras. We never seem to get them on the digital voice recorders. <laughs> it's always off of a camera we get them. It's just yeah, them. it's, it's so difficult to do, you know. I mean, uh, you it's always the backup of the backup and, and things that we never thought of maybe having it. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish the digital recorder would work because then you'd really pick up some really nice stuff. And we have, you know, decent digital recorders where they've got great range, a great sensitivity where it's not overbearing um, and minimal, like, like artifact in, in the sound. I know that when we go and, and we review evidence, I know sometimes you have to clean it up. And in the cleaning up process, you kind of bring out some of the artifacts that you just don't want to hear. You know, it's like a digital right. effect. Right. So. Well, like we did um, one of the EVPs that I sent you um, from the Sullivan County Historical Society, where it says there's a whisper that says, I love this room. And yes. we picked that up on our one of our, our digital voice recorders and on the night camera that we had going in the room at the time. That's so it, so we've got it great. recorded in two different places. That is class A right there. When you can get it on like a bunch of different of machines at the same time or just capture it, you know, whatever, that's that's gold. For, for me, I think that is the best evidence you can show, even if it's not a class A and it's, it, you know, with EVPs. Yes, yes. People don't get it. People think, oh, EVPs, it's, it's, it's as if we're talking right now. Sometimes you get class A's that are great, like the one that 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 I actually was I, I love, and I caught the one in the beginning of it where where the the, the girl or the woman says help, and you can hear the desperation in her voice. But that's a class A for me. But um, most of the time, it's like the begin it's like the beginning of that that I pointed out to you. I said listen to it again. You got stuff in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. go, uh, help get someone, and it's it's low. Yeah. And if you didn't have your headphones in, you're not going to hear it. Right, so, right. When you had commented on that, and I went back, I was like, "Oh wait!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, our whole team was like, "Oh my god, how did we miss that?" Yeah, like, what? Wait, wait, we hear it now. <laughs> yeah. Al says I have like like superhuman hearing. Yeah, he does have superhuman hearing. Believe me, he does. I, I sat there and I heard that. Yeah, and and it was like, "Oh my god, they missed this whole part in the beginning because it's really good." You guys, the way you present your evidence, it's beautiful. Um, you really take the time to actually, you know, point it out. Um, it's it's awesome. I guess it also has to do with so many people, you know, partaking in, in the investigation and everybody lending a hand um, mm -hmm. more so. But um, it's it's beautiful. Uh, and I, I love the way it's presented. But you right. know what? How much evidence do we all have to go through, right? So right. you're going to miss things. And then that's why we always, Al goes back to evidence. I go back to evidence. Um, you know, you do you re-review, you know, like take a break for a couple of months to re-review when you go back and you find like an EVP that said, I have a hat on, or you thought it said, I have a hat on. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not, that, that, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We re-review, we re but uh, I, I think a lot of people don't understand how much work goes into this behind the scenes. Oh yeah, tons. Once of you have yeah. sat staring at the video of a staircase for like six hours, <laughs> I have never gone so insane. Yes, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, and 
that it's tedious work reviewing uh, video evidence, you know, one frame at a time or replaying EVPs over and over and over. And it's just my, you know, people don't get it. You know, they, they see these, they see the reality shows on TV and it looks so, you know, <laughs> easy. It's, right. it's right. not easy. Believe me, it's not easy. <laughs> And and it's not easy. Not only is it not easy, but it's like we don't have the production team that's with us walking through the haunted house or or the you know the satanic <laughs> ritual room um, where we can actually go to their backup video and say, "What did you get on the, that video? We want to see it." Um, <laughs> we're just those people that are actually dedicated to this, you know, to, to getting those answers, which is why I think our evidence and and paranormal groups like Sullivan, it, you know, we we deserve a lot more credit for what we do. We're not getting paid to do this. We're doing this because we have questions. We're desiring it. We want information and answers. And I think it, you, what you're doing is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yes, y'all, y'all do a really great job on your evidence and your videos. Uh, I would like to thank you because, you know, there's a right way to investigate paranormal, and you guys are doing it. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that because we put a lot of work into it. And, you know, when we're investigating, it's our passion. And then, you know, it's putting all the time in behind the scenes. So, you know, that, that's definitely appreciated. Hey, Barb, um, can I ask you a question? Um, Segwaying back into the, the arch bridge, the stone bridge there. Um, you had your psychics with you at the time? Yes? Yeah, yeah. What 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 were they getting? What were they feeling? What were they receiving? I don't know what kind of psychic you have. If it's a a physical psychic or it's like Cindy is an empath. I mean, could you could you tell us what they were feeling and what they were seeing? Yeah, um, she was really picking up on on a lot of the trauma of the event, and for whatever reason, she felt that. Um, when George came through on the spirit box, that there was some kind of a connection between him and myself. Wow. And she kept coming back to that, that for some reason, there was the connection there, and that, that was probably why he came through at that time. Um, but, but she was picking up on the different ways that they tried to murder this poor man, because they, they wanted to kill him in three different ways to break the hex. Right. And uh, she she really picked up a lot on on the brutality of it. Wow! Did you ever find the connection between you and George? No, I'm still wondering. <laughs> okay, just curious. Okay, Cindy, are you back with us again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm right now. I'm sorry for having complications. No, that's okay. It's 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 a life. It is what it is. Um, let's yeah. talk about the Laurel Grove Cemetery. Okay. Give us a little history on it. And the location and uh, stuff oh, like right. that. Um, Laurel Grove Cemetery is in uh, Port Jervis, New York. Okay. And uh, we, we as a team just absolutely adore cemeteries. You know, it's not that we find, you know, overwhelming evidence there because, you know, I really don't think that there are, you know, a lot of haunted cemeteries. But one night um, they were giving a ghost tour and we decided just out of our own interest to go. So as we were walking through Laurel Grove, we got a lot of the, you know, the backstory, the, um, uh, there's supposedly child spirits that play around the tombstones in one section of it. There's a lady in white that's been seen in another section. And, you know, just hearing 
the rumors and, and the folklore, we had to come back and investigate. And how'd the investigation go? Oh, well, we've been there a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk, about, um, let's talk about the photos. Oh, the photos. Uh, my, my absolute hands-down favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we weren't investigating when I took that picture. It was a picture just snapped on my phone. We're, we're walking through. Um, it was the section where supposedly there are children's spirits. And I just kept snapping as I went through. Um, and one picture in one spot in the corner of, of the uh, tombstone, there you can see a, a child. You can see his face, and he's leaning on his arms. And I, you know, I take pictures in a series, and the next shot, he was gone. It's the same, the same photo, and one he's there, and one he's not. And, uh, you know, I, I quickly had to bring it over and... <laughs> <laughs> and Shelby and, and my daughter and, and anybody I could get to look at it and they're staring and they're like, no, no, wait, we don't see it. And then and then you see it and it's like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you can't unsee it. <laughs> it took me a really long time to see this ghost boy in the picture. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Barb, you're crazy. There's nothing there. Barb, you're crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, I quit. <laughs> I was like, I see it. I'm never going back. I'm done. Of course. <laughs> That's the that's the best though. You you do like a series like three in a row, two in a row, or or you know because what one of our guys, one of our investigators, Paul, he take when he photographs, he gets orbs, and I know a lot of people don't poo poo him just yet. Everybody, um, <laughs> there are some val valid orbs out there that do have weight to them and inner light and you know there's a difference, but he gets them all the time. Even brand new cameras, he's picking these things up with. And it's not always, but I, I keep on telling them, like, Paul, you got to take, like, three or four shots in a row uh, right. if we're going to go on a vest. This way we can, you know, you can see these things de develop and then also see if it, you know, you think it's dust or if it's, you know, something real there. So what do you guys do? You know, when you take a series, like, do you, I, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to pump out, like, 10 to 12 shots because that's just a waste. Right. But, right. you know. How many do you, do you have like a set number that you go through on an investigation? Like, you know, I'm going to take a series, like three here. I take three at a time. This way, you know, you get the, the, the burst and then two thereafter. Uh, I usually do about six or seven, actually, but that's not because it's like I need the series. It's, I used to be a photographer, so I'm used <laughs> to taking like six or seven at a time because, you know, somebody could be blinking, stuff like that. Right. So... I usually take about six or seven. <laughs> and I think we just, as we're going through, who's ever got the camera is really just snapping as we go. Yeah. I, let's, I, let's talk about the camera for a second. What, what kind of camera are you right. using? Uh, I have a, I just got a new one, so I have to remember. It's a Canon something. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's DSLR. I don't, I don't know the exact. Okay. Everything. No, I think I, it's I, a 70, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And did you shoot uh, like when you shoot your photos? Do you do you try to do? I'm sure you do raw, or, or you know it has the ability to probably do raw. But do you just set it on a specific setting, like uh, manual? You know, Brian's trying to say manual, not raw. Manual. No, no, no. Setting. I'm talking about no, no. I'm not talking about manual. I'm, I know the difference between manual and automatic. I'm talking about it's how it's captured because when you capture a photo, you can capture it as a raw image, yeah, which is yeah. as big an image you can get. And what's great about that is it can be manipulated without losing any of the detail. Yes. Or, yeah jpeg you know most people will they don't know the difference but sometimes this does have a, a bearing on on what you're gonna get out of it 
Yeah, absolutely. My my camera does shoot in RAW. Yeah, mine too. Very good. Now, as a as an ex photographer, because I happen to be an ex photographer as well. Um, oh dear. Do you do you um do you change the f stops on them when you when you do it? Like yeah, you know, I usually I usually do. Yeah. I, okay. I usually because no, I know stuff. I know when we, when I went to school in Manhattan when I graduated from the Center of Media Arts, it was always like you know the main get the shot the way it's supposed to be and then go one higher one lower and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know it's always a series of three the way we did it you know i had this old instructor from from germany he was like a nazi you know and <laughs> he really drilled that into our heads so you know i was just curious I, well, well, well let me ask you a question um when you guys go out do you do anything to protect yourselves yes you do Absolutely. yeah what, what do you do i mean give us give us an idea what you guys do um, I know me and my sister, we're really big on the, uh, crystal protection, so we'll go out, we'll wear, like, um, black tourmaline, or, you know, protective crystals and stuff, that's what we usually do, the two of us. Right, and we, we leave it up to, really, the individuals on the team and what suits each person best, but, um, a few people do use, uh, like, visualization and white mm-hmm. light. White and, light, yeah. big one. Right. Absolutely. Because okay. you know what else you're going to walk in on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So we, we all go home with. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we we always we 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 always um, protect ourselves before we go into any investigation, before and after, and we even we we sage. Not only do we sage ourselves, we sage our equipment and everything. I have no, you know, I, I, I sage my house periodically, and I have saged my car. Yeah. I, I brought something home for, with me from Gettysburg. I saged it and sent it back with no return address. And wow. <laughs> well, let's, well, I guess we know where we're we'll, going we'll, next. We'll get to Gettysburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was, you know, that question was coming up at some point. <laughs> yeah. Just out of curiosity, um, uh, do you, when, when you do an investigation, I like to go old school, new school. You know, I like to incorporate all the old, uh, some of the old stuff as long as, uh, along with the new technology side um, today. How about you guys? Do you do old school, new school, or are you strictly, you know, modern technology? Well, what are you calling old school? I mean, you know, um, like digital uh, versus compasses, um, uh, uh, dowsing rods. Stuff like that, you know. Um, if we're if we're in a if we're we, we put like um like we we did a we did a haunted house in, in Pine Bush last year, and um, we heard uh, there was a game room where they had a pool table and everything. So what we did is we set up three uh, balls on the floor, um, different colored lacrosse balls, mm-hmm. and we actually drew a circle around each one with a washable marker. Just to see if, um, you know, we heard all kinds of activity in the room, but we wanted to see if that those balls would move, you know, stuff like that. That's not all high tech and, you know, digital and stuff like that. You know, that's what I call old school. We, we had a lot of success with the dowsing rods. I never yes. personally, I never believed in dowsing rods <laughs> my whole life until I started using them. And then when you feel the energy go through you, it blows your mind. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we toyed with powder for a while, but a lot of these places are, are, are dusty to begin with, so you're going to see some kind of movement um, if you take pictures before. Well, I mean, if I, if I hear someone running up and down the steps and there's no one upstairs, I'll throw powder down, but, you know, powder is, excuse my French, a pain in the ass to clean up. I don't like uh-huh. to, I like to leave the place the way I, I, where I came right, in, so, right. you know, 
uh, you know, when, when you use baby powder or anything like that, then you have, you have, you know, you have to bring a little dustpan and a little sure. broom and, you know, and handy wipes to clean up. And it's a lot of, a lot of cleanup afterwards. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I heard someone running up and down the steps, I would definitely throw it down because <laughs> to get those footprints on the camera, you know, like have yep. the IR camera on the top of the steps and just see those footprints appear as something is going up the steps would be absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Um, oh, love that. Yeah. Love so that. that's what I mean about old school. Do you incorporate any old school technology in with the new? Um, we keep our investigation techniques pretty much new school. However, it pretty much depends on the investigation location. Like we investigated the Ethelbert B. Crawford public library here in Monticello and Ethelbert was actually an artist. So I thought it would be a really great idea if we brought a charcoal, like powdered charcoal and a notepad and like right. a big art pad and put it down to see if we could get anything drawn onto the, in the charcoal on the notepad. So we do stuff like that occasionally, depending on like the location, if it seems beneficial. Right. Just like at, um, at columns where there is the spirit of a child around, we have brought little toys and, and things yeah. like that to see, you know, with the cameras on to see if we could get any movement there. And do, okay. do you find, I mean, like, how, succe how successful have you been with this? Or it's still like a work in progress? Because I've, me personally, I haven't been successful with these type of, of experiments um, no. for the most part. No. So far, not really for us either. And, um, do, is there a way, I, I always thought like, you know, sometimes these, these spirits, well, I'm sure they're totally aware that we're there. Um, I, I'm, I, for a fact, I mean, when we did this doctor's house in Pinebush, Al and I both went separate ways when we first investigated uh, about a week before the, you know, our investigation. And I got the sense that something was there, but didn't want to have anything to do with me. And Al, Al got the same, you know, was kept running away from us. So I, I'm, you know, I always wonder... Maybe they they're aware of what the cameras look like. Maybe they just like listen. I'm not here to perform for you. I just live here for eternity, <laughs> you know. So I'm wondering if there's a way we can. I was like like to do an experiment where you kind of get one of those like um, game cameras and mm -hmm. just leave it and walk away and come back like a week later or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's really funny that you say that because um, at the Ethelbert B. Crawford Public Library we were uh, investigating and Donna, who's our sensitive she got the feeling that they were tired of doing parlor tricks for us and that they weren't going to be doing any parlor tricks for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's it's it's funny. like what, we had that, that billiard room up in the doctor's attic area or the second level, and one of the things that we got on there, and it's great because we had somebody that was very we're very good friends with uh, through a different another organization similar to Paranormal. We invited him. He was there with his wife, and he was psyched to go on, very professional, and his wife was being very good about this, um, but they were at, we were up the top part, and he's talking. He's using one of our our apps, um, which was getting you know almost like a phonetic generator and, and pings, and and he's asking if these you know were children heard here. And the next thing you know, you hear the loudest bang. It almost shook the house, and mm -hmm. she was like, "I'm done, yeah. <laughs> I'm done." <laughs> but when we reviewed the audio after that, you could literally hear something big, like like, like a male saying get out you know mm -hmm. and they meant it i mean but yeah. yeah as a yeah. matter of fact when we yeah. were up at pine bush last year um you guys were up there as well we had linda zimmerman sitting next to us in the next tent because we were both uh, pre presenters and linda had done the house the year before 
and I had asked her what she found, and she says, "Call me after you get you go through your evidence <laughs> review." And I said, "Okay." And I called her a couple of months later, and we talked. And it was funny, man. We had just about everything that happened to her happened to us all, all but um, being pushed. We didn't, none of us were actually pushed, but she had her, her and her psychic were pushed. But I mean. We had tons of technical equipment with our cameras. Yeah. We had our walkie-talkies. Our headlamps before <laughs> our headlamps died before <laughs> we even got out of the parking lot. It was <laughs> insane. The, you know, the walkie-talkies weren't working. I mean, and it was it was a crazy night because Brian was streaming live on Twitter, and I was actually doing it live on a radio show from Utah. So I'm 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 going one way, you know doing a radio show, a live radio show where we're doing the investigation and Brian is going the other way <laughs> doing a live Twitter investigation. It was just insane. I'll never do that again. Yeah, there was way too much going on at once and way too much, you know, too many people at one time, too much frequency at one time. Um, right, right. I think it deters from, I think it created more mayhem than we needed to have there. I'll, sure. I'll be brutally sure. honest with you. Didn't think we were going to catch anything with all the people we had in the house, and we caught so much evidence it blew my mind. But let's get back to you, ladies. Yes, um, definitely. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Okay. What would you like to know about Gettysburg? Uh, what's a good place to stay, and <laughs> where's the best place to eat? What's the best tour, and uh, yeah, where can we eat? Uh, let's let's talk about the thermal imaging photo. I love thermal yes. imaging. Yes, was that yeah. wonderful or what? Oh, it was a great photo. It really was a great photo. We were actually reviewing. We had our meeting, uh, our monthly meeting last night, and and one of our cameraman was there, and he's a professional cameraman. He works for Cablevision, and we were looking at it and. You know, he's just blown away, just blown away by the image. And uh, so why don't we discuss what did, what did you guys um, hear, see, feel? Okay, well, we were, actually, you know, we just love to go and, and see what we can find. Um, we love Gettysburg. So we were just there really relaxing for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, you know, taking in the ghost tours, going on, on, you know, little tours during the day. And we decided just to go through the, the battlefield and, you know, take a ride around and, and hit all the little sites. Um, and we were walking through the wheat field. And I had just gotten, actually, the, the thermal uh, camera is, is a little tiny attachment for my iPhone. And, you know, I was just playing around. I took some great pictures of, like, the tree, the day. It was, like, 75, 80 degrees. Right, it was right. gorgeous. So everything is in, you know, oranges and yellows, you know, the heat of being out right, on, right. A, on a field. And we sat and we, you know, did a EVP session. And I snapped pictures just going in, like, a circle around us. We were the only ones on the field. So we that had, image, excuse me, I'm sorry. That image that you, that you sent us was during the day? Yes. That wow was, the flare from the flare image right yeah the flare image that that had to be maybe we were there what maybe 11 12 o'clock yeah wow. in the morning yeah, yeah we had we, you know you could hear people down the lane that were walking by talking nobody else was in the field and i i swung around i just snapped you know a, a whole bunch of pictures playing with the you know my new little toy <laughs> and uh when we got back to the hotel that night, I was flipping through them and I saw that. And, you know, to have to have it be, you know, 80 degrees out, you're in the middle of a field and to have, you know, the cooler blues and purple temperatures in, you know, that that's a person sitting. You can see their their legs and 
you know, yeah. just had that show up. And there was, and if it had been a person, it wouldn't have been in the cold temperatures. You know, you wouldn't be getting the the darker colors reflected. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. actually, that the tall image to the, the right, tall one in the back, not the not the blue one up front. Right. But the, the tall one to me, and this is another thing we were debating last night <laughs> at our meeting. Um, the tall one to me looks actually looks like a soldier with a gun over his shoulder. You know, I I looked at that, and I've looked at that, but since I couldn't so clearly say this is what it is. Um, I just let it go. You know, it's still there. I have it. Right. And, uh, but since I couldn't definitively really, you know, get closer on it, I, I didn't want to mention it. Well, what- oh, to me, I mean, we, one of the guys was debating, one of the guys that was at the meeting last night, I, I remember if it was one of the investigators, the other, our, our videographer, was saying he thought it may have been a Native American because, um, you know, they were... They were like scouts and everything during during mm. Revolutionary War for for both sides, and mm-hmm. I, you know because of you know Pennsylvania there was plenty of Native American uh, tribes there, but um, to me just to me just looks like a stole uh, a soldier like a sentry on guard standing there with a gun on his shoulder. Just that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, you well, know- I have another shot that that is more um, facing that spot. Okay. Right. And, and I'll have to look at that a little more closely. Maybe I'll send it to you. Is, okay. is that also the thermal, or is it regular, yeah. uh, like a right. normal photo? Thermal. I, you yeah. know, the, we we use we use a, a similar product. Uh, we use the FLIR version. Um, the <laughs> only thing I really wish that we can get when we shoot this is I wish there was an option where you can get um, non-thermal image of what you're shooting as well as the thermal. That would be very cool. That would be uh, like like a split. So you can see like yeah. this image was taken and this is what was there. Yeah. This is what was visible through the naked eye. This is the, the heat signature or whatever. Because I'd love to see if there's some kind of like smoke or ghost. or I mean, there has to be something that's there. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And and what what we're going to do for everybody that's listening, um, we're going to pull um, these photos and a lot of the evidence that they sent that provided us uh, onto uh, um, onto the Beyond the Realm page on Facebook, and I'm sure what uh, uh, they'll they have it on their website. And uh, if you want to give your web address also, so where people can actually that are listening in could uh, find uh, your evidence on your own uh, investigative site that you have. Oh yeah, our website is solventparanormalsociety.com. Awesome. Super simple. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes it so much simpler. But I, so I you guys, I, I, I'm I sorry, Cindy I have a question. a question. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah. I noticed that uh, when I was going over your evidence that you do a lot of investigations during the daytime. You know, there's many people that believe that there's no activity except at night. So could you Explain a little bit because I know y'all got a lot of evidence during the day. Well, it depends on on where we are, um, what time of day we go. Um, you know, if we're at the cemeteries, you know, we start out when it's late because a lot of cemeteries uh, only let you stay in until dusk, and we really don't want to get arrested. Um, <laughs> Absolutely and, not. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it just it de- depends on the location. Um, the Don on our team really feels that the energy changes at night, and right. you know, so, so you know, most of our building investigations, we're there 
quite late at night. You know, we like to do different hours of the night and see if particular times, you know, the energy changes or, or the activity ramps up. Um, but it all depends on the location. I think that, you know, if there's going to be activity, it can happen any time of the day. Um, at night, I think you're, you're more apt to notice shadows and, and notice things going on. It's quieter, it's, it's calmer, it's um, a different feel for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, if, if there's a location and we can only get to it during the day, then, then we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. I, okay, I, thank you very much because I, I feel the same way that you can do investigations during the day, but the energy is definitely, definitely changes at night. Right, and and but you know it's really I, I've always wondered, does the energy change or does it that psychological thing in the back of your head said darkness is scary? Um, and, and, <laughs> no, no, this, if you think think about that, you know, like people are always I'm afraid of the dark. Um, with less people out, there is a possibility for them to draw more energy from real energy sources and maybe appear the appear better. But I think if something's haunted, it's going to be haunted no matter what. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I, agree. I mean, because my activity at my house happens all during the day and night. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's because you're I there mean, all day and night. That's why. It's <laughs> like great. You, your granddaughter, your daughter comes well, over. My brother just came in. He stays here, you know, he stays here two, three days a week. First thing he came in and said, he said, There's, your house is crazy. I said, well, I'm on the interview right now. I said, well, let's talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he told me he, I, I'm not sure I can stay here I said just ignore <laughs> that's exactly what so, we learned to do in my place it's just like Bob, you know. could I ask you a question um, while we're talking about Gettysburg did you get any EVPs there um, not any class A okay we, we did get some things that um, I think we need to review more before okay. we you know, go into it. I do think we got some hits, but it was a little, little iffy. Would you? Would did you get them on your digital voice recorders, or did you get them on a different piece of equipment? No, on the on the digital recorder. Okay. So, so when you went to Gettysburg, it, um, um, am I uh, correct to say, hey, we're going to go for a trip to Gettysburg for the weekend type of thing, or was it like a quick, like twenty four hour type of road trip? Because I just want to see, like, like. We wanted. To, we just need. We we needed a getaway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like just like a one night overnight kind of a thing. Yeah. Should yeah. we go to a beach and relax, or or go to a cemetery and just you know hang out? <laughs> you know, not <laughs> cemetery every time. Every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That most people most people wouldn't. But um, no. The reason why I'm saying is I we've heard reports and and I've read reports. I've heard reports. We see reports that when you go there and when you're staying overnight, you just kind of like you you go out you. Like they don't want you to pull your car over to the side. They'll probably stop you right then and there. But a lot of reports of you just standing there, and all of a sudden you start hearing like horse, you know, horses, you know, going at you. Galloping, and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gun, yeah, gun for cannon fire. Uh, you know, round ball fire. Even some people hear cries or or, or a bunch of people, um, you know, walking around, moving around. I'm wondering if that's something that you've experienced when you were there. I haven't, no. Um, but we really weren't out at a time that I think that that would be more noticeable. We weren't out, you know, at, at the one night that we were there, 
we did a tour of the old orphanage. Right, and right. so we, we were, you know, in a group of people and, and there was it noise was loud. and things. Yeah. So I don't think we would have noticed that, you know, it was a walking tour outside and ended up with the, uh, with the orphanage. Let me ask you a question. When you do the tours, when you no, no, not just Gettysburg, but anywhere that you guys go, do you protect yourself before you do the tours as well? Uh, it kind of depends on like where we're going into. Like before the orphanage, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any particular reason why before the orphanage, <laughs> instead of like, hey, we're going to a cemetery, like we're good, you know? Because <laughs> the orphanage, well, it um, the orphanage had a feel. Yeah. Oh, okay. it had that. It had that. Like what, what okay. came home with me came okay. from the orphanage. Really? So yes. yes. While you brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> what what came home to stay with you for the night or whatever? Well, it it went like this. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that the little gift shop had been a part of the original orphanage um, building. You know, we, I, that it was, you know, that we were in a nice little gift shop, all as well, and they had um, dice on the shelf, and they were cute, you know, it was little black die with um, skulls for the dots. Right. And so, you know, of course, me, you know, it's, it's cemeteries, it's skulls, it's, you know, all kinds of odd things. So, I bought one, and we did the tour that night, and got home, and I, you know, opened up my bag, and I looked at it, and I was like, whoa, I don't like that. And... I put it to the side. I just, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to touch it. Later, I walked over to get something off of, off of the shelf where I had put it. And it just hit me like, I really got to get this out of my house. And it <laughs> nagged me. I couldn't stand to be around it. And the only feeling that I had the entire night was it, it had to go back. It had to go back. I had to get it back. And uh, <laughs> first thing in the morning, I wrapped it. I saged the house. I saged the package. I saged the car. And I took it to the um, the post office and sent it without a return address. Little <laughs> note that said thank you, you know, right back to to the place that I had bought it. I said I just can't have it. So wow. I, I don't know what the deal was, but I've never had a reaction like that before. Well, I'm, I'm one of the things. See, I have I have young kids. I have a five year old and a nine year old, and I, you know, my wife is deathly worried about that. You know, she's not too thrilled about the whole subject to begin with. But, you know, she doesn't want something to be brought home. I don't want something to be brought home. So, I mean, like, how do, I don't know what, you you know, your your living status is, children, no children, or just, you know. Oh, yeah. I, do, I've got, does anybody else feel that there? Or, like, like you know, mom, get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, two of my kids um, out of three are on the team. <laughs> that's great Keep so, it in the family. You know, and the third one just goes you're all crazy yeah <laughs> okay. um, but my my daughter who is 22 you know whatever whatever happens with me she just kind of rolls her eyes and it's like yeah whatever i grew up with that so you know <laughs> um they they ah they they really weren't a party to that particular incident because i had to back out of the house so fast that nobody really realized and then you, but, you then you wonder like should I tell them? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, my my daughter's on the team and she really just rolls her eyes and it's like whatever. <laughs> it it doesn't phase her. I don't know yes, if that's that's naive. I'm not going to say naive. I don't know how old your daughter is, but sometimes it's like this that fear of, you know, like uh, we don't have fear we're youth. We're we're, we're take risk takers. They don't they don't get it. I mean, 
you kind of if after you've had a couple experiences with it, you get it. Right. Now she um she's twenty two and um she grew up our house has periodic activity in it and you know she she's she saw the apparition of a little boy when she was about five and it you know that rattled her then but um she i don't know she's been around a girl all her life and it really i think it's just natural to her that this is this is what we do right is your does your daughter sensitive in any way like yourself uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We we often say that like a ghost could hit her over the head with a stick and she wouldn't even notice. <laughs> that sounds like my daughter. My daughter also is not inter- interested in the paranormal. Yeah, but your daughter's in denial, Cindy. Yeah, she doesn't want to yeah. deal with that. You know, it's your I granddaughter. Know, but, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's your granddaughter that you know is is more open to it and and thankful because you know you're you're an amazing teacher and you're there to guide and and you know you're going to let her deal with it the right way instead of like look you don't have to deny this you just know how to deal with it you know right she doesn't know how to deal with uh you know my granddaughter when she sees people and all she sees all kinds of things so my my daughter is very basically she's freaked out by it so I, I told her, I said, you're not going, you're going to have to get it together because you have a psychic child. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, I got a question for you. Um, when you were at, when you were at uh, Gettysburg and you stayed over, did you have any activity in any of the hotel rooms? Uh, not where we stayed. Uh, not really. No. That I could remember. Okay. We would have liked to. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. <laughs> and, and we are going to go back. We're thinking maybe, maybe in the spring, or um, do like a Philadelphia and then a Gettysburg type of a thing. Right. Um, so we may scout out some hotels that are supposedly haunted. But but you know, I'm always kind of leery when a place bills itself as haunted. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, before you go, I'm going to talk to my brother because my brother went out to Gettysburg. Uh, my brother's a parapsychologist. He's been doing this for 35 years, and he went out to Gettysburg. Before I really got into this field, I had him and my cousin, John, and they wanted me to come, but I said, no, I don't play with anything I can't kill. And uh, <laughs> so um, they went out there, and, and in their room, they had tons of activity. They heard uh, would sound like soldiers walking around with um, spurs on their boots, uh-huh. and um, it sounded like a bunch of people um, around gathering around a table, like planning an attack and stuff like that. And that was just what they experienced in the room when they were out on the out by the by the fields. They heard the cannon fire, and at one point, they actually felt they actually felt the. Uh, like horses charging at him, the galloping of horses coming at him. So I'm going to ask my brother for you where he stayed, and uh, maybe you can get his old room. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not surprised that you that would happen to Frank because that whole area, whole city, is basically haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that battlefield. Whole, I mean, yeah. God, how many people yeah, died is. on it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it the he, largest U.S. Uh, uh, death count um, as far as like mass? One day, I believe. Yeah, yeah one day. That fact, yeah. That's how. That's yeah, how you, oppressive it was. And you know they've had 
a lot of people that actually see apparitions, you know, uh, in battle. I've oh, read yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine going out there and seeing that, you know, going out there and you're standing there and you actually see a battle being replayed? And they've had more than one person that's seen that. So, I mean, that's really amazing. It's funny, yeah. you, funny you say that because one of the other hosts, a very popular show, and I'm, I'm going to leave names out, but he's a great guy. He went there, and this is where, where he kind of got into it, uh, the, the subject matter, was there with his uh, young son. And that, you know, they're billing it as the ghost tour and they're trying to pump it up. Um, and, and a lot of kids, you know, his, his child was talking to somebody and the, the host or the, the tour guide was saying something to the effect of a lot of kids talk to the ghosts and like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, and basically people started looking into the field. There were at a certain point where you're looking down into one of the fields there and they saw like a soldier dressed up and they said, oh, look, look at the, there's a re reenactment soldier. Well, that's all wow. just disappeared right in front of their eyes. So, <laughs> wow, so cool. you know, this this Gettysburg is 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 a rare event. It's it's kind of like some of the like the woods in Japan where people go to kill themselves, and I think it's the Romanian forest that that yeah. forest of fear. Um, yeah. these things just come out all the time. There there isn't like up. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's before seven. We can't do this now. You know, we're union. <laughs> you know, they just it just appears because I just think it just there's so much energy there that's left there, and in the, the not only just the pain, but like you know the heartache and the and everything that it there's it's a gigantic you know ball of energy, and there's no way you're going to disperse it. Right, right, you're absolutely right, Brian. I mean there's that's that you hit it right on that nail on the head. That's why we're going to announce the BPS road trip team to <laughs> Cindy. Oh, that's didn't on you, my didn't, Cindy, okay. didn't you have an experience today when you were looking at their uh, video of them in, in the cemetery? Yes, I mean this was Why very strange. Why don't you strange. talk about that real quick? Um, this, you guys, there was a video. You know, you guys were in the cemetery, and your um, EMF, and you're sorry, you guys, was going off. Do you remember that? Because I went in, I pushed the video, and for I didn't realize that y'all were actually getting uh, readings, and and all of a sudden, I got hit with the energy from that cemetery, where I couldn't even speak. I mean, I I got whammed by it, and it took me fifteen minutes to get back to you know my normal self. That's only happened one other time at um, Nuclear Lake. <laughs> but the but the energy there is out of sight, and then I noticed after I got myself together, then I noticed that y'all were taking readings. So I thought that you know this is very weird because I got hit with this high energy, and here you guys were, you know, picking up the readings. So I thought that was really strange. Now, do you remember if, what cemetery that was at? Because they actually had a couple of different cemeteries that they sent us evidence for. Well, when I, I when I, I got I was looking on you guys' Facebook page, but y'all didn't have what cemetery you were at, so I'm not real sure. Okay. Now this was during the daytime. That, was that the one where the EMF meter was on the was on the grass? Yes. Oh, okay. That was heavenly. So that heavenly was heavily rested Northridge. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not. That place is very active. 
She, she called me up today and she said, "You, we have to go there. <laughs> she goes, that place is insane. <laughs> it just freaked her out. Um, it's always good with Cindy because Al and I will be talking about something. Like, like you know, maybe we should go to this place or that place. And the next thing you know, I'm getting a call from Al. Like, Cindy called her. What are you, what are you guys doing? What, what tunnels are you going to? Like, well, we were thinking about, don't go to those tunnels. <laughs> you know, and, and we we take that, you know, when, when someone has a kind of a gut feeling like that, or especially yep. with Cindy, it's it's not a joke. You can't just play a game. Do you, I mean... The people that are sensitive on your team, if they if they say, "Look, I got a bad feeling about this," do you back oh, yeah. away from that, or <laughs> oh, you put it on hold? Oh, yeah. oh we back off. Our yeah. team motto is: If Donna says "get out, leave." Yeah. <laughs> that's a great motto. Great motto. Alan Bronze and mine too. We we feel exactly the same way. <laughs> if we had what we had one guy on our team pushing for these these um, tunnels in um, Rockland County, I think yeah. they were ammunition storage tunnels during like world war ii or something and he was pushing and pushing and pushing and cindy said no don't go there and he actually almost had me made me change my mind and i and i brought it up this and i, and I was really thinking about you know what maybe i'll roll the dice on this one even though i never do <laughs> um she called me up and she said are you going back to, are you going to that seminar and i go uh, why? She goes like, yeah, I have a feeling that you're going to those tunnels, and I was like, well, yeah, I was gonna go. She goes, didn't I tell you not to go? And I was like, yeah, okay, we ain't gonna go. And I was like, forget it, we we just can't go to this place. It's just too dark and too too um um bad out there. But let's let's move on. Let's move over to um the Su Sullivan County Historical Society. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Just. All right, um, Sullivan Historical Society, it's in Hurleyville, New York. Um, it was originally built as a school. Okay. Um, at some point after that, uh, it was the uh, home for their fire department, and eventually the museum took it over. Um, we really... We approached them about investigating because um, a couple of people on our team had done um, practices for the yeah. traumatic workshop, I think, yeah. uh, you know, putting on plays and such, and said that the museum always had, in certain areas, such a creepy feel to it. Yeah, I used to do uh, plays there with the local dramatic workshop. And we'd go up in pairs to the uh, second floor because nobody wanted to be on the second floor by themselves. And there really wasn't any reason for it because it's not like a creepy building. Okay. <laughs> but um, like we would be there at like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night getting ready for these shows and nobody would go upstairs by themselves. <laughs> and everybody felt the same, the same kind of energy up there? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, for the most and part, everybody got the same sort of feeling of well, I should have somebody with me and I always thought you know it was probably just because like the EMFs were high like even when I was doing the plays and I wasn't into the paranormal I always thought it was because the EMFs were high because like the bathrooms were all upstairs and stuff so I thought maybe something was kicking off but um when we got there we found that there was nothing like that up there it really sparked our interest <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah, were I mean they were fabulous when you know we talked to them they were 
hugely receptive to us coming in. Um, they opened up every door in the oh, place. Yeah. Pat we, and everybody were super accommodating. Yeah, so we had access to every room, and we found this this fabulous room upstairs. Where, oh God! No. <laughs> where? <laughs> All right, let's let's start with that room. Let's go, ladies. <laughs> they they had a room with. Um, clothing stored and how do you store clothing most of the time you have mannequins let me tell you sitting in a dark room with mannequins for a few hours that is creepy right there Uh, but that is the room where i had the night camera set up and um I just had it running and then we came in to do the EVP session and before we could really settle down and get started we were still just just chatting and um, that's where we picked up the whisper of where uh, we got I love this room and and it's on the you know the video recording and on the voice recorder well the the, the clothing that was stored there was it both men and women's clothing yes yeah single area you could possibly think of oh yeah there's some military <laughs> uniforms there's yeah, wedding dresses there's, like, it, it was weird <laughs> yeah, well is you know the per sometimes some of the the people i guess the higher up the highbrow of of certain areas or throughout the cult- country they'll they'll donate more of their stuff there so i was wondering if there was was it a majority from one one family or you didn't know the history of it you just knew there was a lot of stuff there I, I think it was pretty much just anybody in Sullivan County who felt like there should be things yeah. donated. Like, I know when my grandmother passed away, we donated a whole bunch of stuff to the museum. They just pretty much take things from anybody. Right. So it's really rounded. It's the history of, uh, you know, the, the residents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, that was kind of, I guess, the term bug me out. <laughs> Sitting in a room with, like, you know, mannequins yeah. all... It's almost like a room of, of dolls, you know, like... Yeah, just, yes. You know, they like, were staring at us the entire time we were yes. sitting in the dark doing an EVP session, and some of them were covered with, like, drapes and stuff, too, so they looked oh. like... It's oh, like yeah. this really creepy thing but, just staring out at us. It's also a room where, where Donna said, all right, well, I'm sitting here, but I am not going to that corner of the yeah. room. And so we all kind of, you know, slid away from that corner slid of the room. Slid close to Donna. <laughs> what, did Don, okay. what did Donna feel in that corner? Uh, it was just, it was, she really couldn't describe it. She it's just negative. did not want to go there. Wow. She did not want to be near it. But we also, we got other um, EVPs in that room as well, related to uh, back when it was a school. There was still the chalkboard on, on the room in there. It was, you know, an yeah. old classroom. And I had, she, we were talking about what spirit might be in the room. And I had remarked that I did not think, you know, it was a teacher. And we got responses back that were, like you know, something um i know yeah. we the, the word teacher and and you know different responses like that i i we, we were listening to that the other day and that was like a serious like yeah it is a teacher like a very yeah. teacher type of response like this is my classroom don't talk yes. without raising your hand yes I mean, and that's one of the that's one of the 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 uh, the super evps i loved because there was emotion behind it it wasn't your random, you know, like, get out, you know, or, or something monotone. That was like, I'm here. I know you're here. Be respectful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I have a question yeah. for you guys. Have you ever, when you're investigating, actually heard a voice in your ear instead of an EVP? Audible I'm, I'm voice. I've, yes. heard, I've heard, like, singing off in the distance. 
but I've never heard like anybody just talking in my ear. I think if I did, that would be the day that I run out of a room screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I asked him when I do investigations, I would hear in my ear. It sound like somebody was talking in my ear, and I'd hear it. And that I, you know, that's people try to debunk EVPs, but when you're hearing something, you know. Audibly. You're here yeah. Yeah. audibly. Right. So thank you. It's very hard to debunk that because what could you do? You know, how, what could you do or say where this voice come from? If it's right in your ear. Right. So yeah, I've, had, I've had my name called, but it wasn't wow. an investigation. Oh, wow. I had my, you know, right next to my head. Yeah. That's we get those about every once in a while. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's. That's got you know you're in a, just think about it you're in a, you're in a, on an investigation if you're at night it, it's it's dark and the next thing you know you hear like Cindy you know uh-huh. yeah like, oh, like, it's okay gotta go guys <laughs> so while, while, you, while you were there uh, at the at the historical society um, did you did you get any EVPs or any um, images on whether on the ir camera or the thermal imager or anything like any on the sb spare box anything um what about children like did you hear any children in the place playing or did you hear any children's voices or anything along those lines well the, the first time we investigated we heard a lot of children but that was because there was an actual play rehearsal going on in the other room uh, yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time they had us there they they did double book and and it, it was a little bit of a problem they apologized and and had us back yeah again. that's why a lot of our evps from there are ghost box evps because we're trying to drown out the children rehearsing a charlie right. brown uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. but we haven't oh, caught any like spiritual children there now when when I when I, when I listened to the EVP um, that said I love this room to me that sounded like a woman where the one with the teacher s- sound like a man to me do you agree with that yes yeah yes. it yes. sounded like a stern man too <laughs> yeah going back there in the spring so um, you know we'll be a little more focused with maybe trying to find out which teacher. Yeah, and they have the people at the Historical Society have a few ideas of who it could be because they know a few, uh, they've heard a few teachers who were like really dedicated to the place that they mentioned to us. And I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but they (laughs) gave us a few names that we can try to mess with next time to see if we can get a response. Here's the thing I mean, um, what's the oldest person that that is still there at the Historical Society? Because you don't, uh, does anybody kind of know if they're more of a modern uh people or or haunting versus like someone who's you know turn of the century versus before that i would think that probably i think early 1900s early 1900s that's what i'm thinking you didn't you didn't catch any fire uh, fire alarms going off or anything like that (laughs) did you (laughs) no no um (laughs) Did, uh, did you get any video there? I mean, on, did you catch anything on your video? I should, I should say. If we had, you would have it. <laughs> okay. No, I was just, you know, well, sometimes you know people hold on to the, they keep it close to the to breast, the their best evidence. You know what I mean? So I was just, I was just curious because I, I, I went when I went through it, I looked, I didn't see anything on the video, 
itself so i was just wanted to double check and so what's what's the deal with the elevator something going on with the elevator in that yeah. building <laughs> um we're pretty sure the elevator is mostly just a joke between the people who work there because apparently there's like a short circuit in the elevator so it'll like go to different floors and open up on different floors on its own so they always joke that what was the person's name that they called it was it like george or, george something? or bob, bob or, or something yeah. something like generic they were always like um Oh, it's just, you know, George messing with the elevator again. But they're now, are, are they absolutely <laughs> sure about yeah. that? I mean, did they have an electrician come in and check that out? Or is that yeah, just they something? said that they had somebody come in and check it out. And that it's like, there's, there's something, something with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, so it is, an, it, it is a, a malfunction type of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, it definitely debunked. Yep. Which, you know, not wow. for nothing. I don't feel bad when we debunk something. Absolutely you know, not. I, you know, when whether whether I find the you know most amazing piece of evidence, or I can say this is not paranormal, this is due to something else. I still feel successful. Yeah, with that. I feel like it's been a good day. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. If you can yeah, calm the have- fears of somebody, you know, and you can say, no, that's not that. That's the wind, or that's this is natural, or it 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 goes a long way to help people out, especially if they have young kids, depending on where you're investigating. I mean, Al, Al definitely, like, if there's a kid involved, I mean, all of us will do the same thing. But Al's the first one in full full force, you know, um, because we don't want, you know, you, ghosts can mess with children. Uh, there's a couple of videos that were out recently where um, this little girl's playing, and this ghost, whatever it is, is being really nasty to this kid because they can take advantage of it. And I don't like that. Um... So when you can debunk something and say, no, 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 it's not a ghost, you're fine, everything's fine, you know, it works out great. Right, right. You guys are doing great, too. I mean, you're, you are investigating paranormal the way it's supposed to be investigated. So yeah, I would like I, to thank you guys for that. You get you ladies for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank and, and you very much. <laughs> that's why I had to have them on, because, um, you know, I just looked at the, I looked at their evidence and I was like wow this is great stuff and we gotta have them on and you know we we gotta help these ladies get famous you know what I mean yeah. let's get let's, <laughs> let's get them on the let's get them on the on the radio circuiters we know we know a lot of people in in the business you know have shows and anytime you ladies feel like you, you want to do a show you let us know and we'll pass you along to a bunch of different hosts and um, you could do, you know, one show after another if you'd like. Cause we, we, we've been doing this a long time, and uh, we know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Fabulous. Well, we love sharing our experiences. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys have great stuff, and that's what I'm saying. You you know, that's that's why I say in the beginning of the show, we're, we're invested. We're interviewing tomorrow's paranormal celebrities today because you guys are, are like us. You know, you have great experiences. You have great evidence to validate your experiences. And we are the people that really need to be heard, you know? Yeah. And, right, and, right. And, yeah. yeah. Because it, it's, what we do is real. This is the real deal. This is not, you know, Hollywood TV or any, any nonsense like that, you know? Right. Would never, never do anything to um, fake anything, you know? No. no. Well, I mean, what, what is the point of doing that? Uh, if you're if you're out there trying to find evidence, then find the evidence. And you know, I can't imagine faking something. Yeah, I can't imagine oh, yeah. doing what we do, going out all night long or out into the freezing cold, <laughs> right? Just yeah. to um, well, just that's like to- this this weekend. We've got an investigation at a museum um, Saturday night, so we're going to be out. We're going to be you know working and have you know probably 
five cameras going and you know, rotating people through doing EVP sessions and so forth, you know, and Sunday's the Super Bowl. So come on, <laughs> I'm going to be out all night sleeping in and then you know, watching football. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, it, it's, great. it's great when you go to the investigations and, and don't get me wrong. I know how, you know, productions work. I mean, you have to sometimes re reenact what you've experienced. So it's there, but, a lot of times, like, I love those guys at Ghost Hunters. They were, you know, for the most part, the premiere show when I first started watching most of these shows. Um, but they never really had anything. Um, yeah. Every once in a blue moon, you'll see maybe a chair move a little bit. Uh, there are other shows that came thereafter, thanks to Ghost Hunters actually being on. And right. they have some really great evidence. I mean, uh, but I think it goes to some people's heads. And then... Yeah. You just, you know, now it becomes a money value thing. They're trying to sell you a product. Um, yes, it's it's ratings. It's all about the ratings, and I think it really gives serious investigators a bad name sometimes. Uh, you know, the, the what the first question that we always get asked: Oh, did you find anything negative? Oh, there's demons. There's this. There's this. You know, <laughs> because it's so oh, yeah, that is really the demon thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, everything demon. Yeah, yeah. everything. Because demons sell. Let's face it, demon sells. You know, so it, it does. But what people don't really get is, if you're dealing with something that is a demon or the devil, they don't have time to play a game. They're not even going to play a game. They do what they do. You know, right. um, And most of the time, I think you get. You know, look at it, look at it from a spirit point of view. You've lived in a house your entire life. You die. You may not realize that you're dead. And then all of a sudden, these new people move into your house, and then they start changing it, and that really gets you pissed off. So mm -hmm. that's when the activity usually ramps up. Um, so it's, I think it's more angry spirits. And then once a spirit knows, well, I'm really getting on your nerves or I know how to scare you, they'll say that they're a demon. They could say whoever the hell the heck they want to say that they are. But um, right. I think, it, it, you know, I don't deal with demons. That's, that's my, like, you know. Oh, Brian's, um, Brian's got a, a famous line. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Go for demons it. are above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and it's good though because Al Al knows a you know a ton of people. I know a ton of people, but Al knows, you know, we we have these these offshoots. If we can't help you, we'll direct you to the place that can help you, and right. people that are qualified to deal with it. Right. Um, but there's too many people that are going into uh, situations. We had someone contact us up in upstate New York, uh, near the Buffalo Western Rochester region, yeah, Western New York. And and the, you know the the client was saying X you know X Y and Z and a couple of teams jumped on board and and everybody involved somehow they got in an accident one guy got in an accident going there another person got sick or something to that effect I don't think it's necessary and and they're saying oh it's demonic why because they tell you on TV it's demonic it's not right demonic. right <laughs> you know well, people don't realize that there are bad people that leave negative energy because when you have a anger jealousy envy this creates negative energy so people alone can keep can create very negative energy without the being a demon you right what i mean right i mean they don't need any help that's for sure so, <laughs> right well, you know, I, what i've learned doing this and I and I really I got to be honest, which I, I n never had any any imagination like this would actually be true. But through our experiences, I've I've really learned that um, people who are nasty in life are nasty in death as well. <laughs> and uh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that and, and that's right. where I think a lot of people mistake demons for just 
you know, really uh, nasty individuals that are turned passed on in, in just spirit form now. But just uh, I right. never thought I never thought that was possible until I got into this field, and I was like, wow, what an eye opener that was. Well, I, I mean, think one of the things that I, I've experienced is that there are people that are nasty in life and do nasty things. Then when they die, some of them, not all of them, but a very few of them, get it. And they get, I don't know if there's like that, that waiting line to get into the, you know, the pearly gates up above. <laughs> no, seriously. And, and I, I've, I've had experience very recently, um, the anniversary of that recently, uh, it was, it was a day ago, but, um, you know, I've had people come back and I know the people that were nasty and the way they make their presence known is very meekish and very like, I'm sorry, I messed up and they're trying to get forgiveness but right. what people right. don't realize is um my i've always said i don't i don't forgive god forgives i can't forgive you <laughs> um god can forgive you but i can't so you got to be careful it's like a karma thing if you don't think it's going to come with you in the afterlife i think you're going to be very surprised right you I, mean, know? I, I agree with that statement brian but i think it's a very small percentage like one percent oh, oh less than one percent less yeah. than one percent are, are are there but i think generally like you said People are nasty. They're nasty. <laughs> you know. Have you ladies they, ever experienced anything along those lines um, in your investigations? Something nasty? Yeah. Um, I don't think we've really hit anything very negative. Um, at the Columns Museum upstairs when we were doing one of our well, many investigations there. Um, Donna and I and and a number of people were just kind of doing a walkthrough and we were headed into a room that had been, I think it housed Juliet Pierce's clothing. At one point. Yeah. At one point. And as we were just, you know, doing a walkthrough, we go to go through the doorway of this room and Donna and I both stopped and, you know, dead in our tracks. It's like, you know, mid-step stopped. And I felt just, it, it was like a wall of, of energy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't forceful. It wasn't, you know, something negative hitting me. But as I went to step into the doorway, there was something that just like said, oh, no, you're not. And Donna stopped at the exact same moment. And um, it was really cool to see them both stop. Like, <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> without talking to each other, it was so cool. It, it was validating <laughs> for me because you know, at least I knew that what I, what I was feeling, somebody else got. Um, but I wouldn't call it negative. It really just felt that whatever was in the room was saying, "Hey, it's my room, and I, I really don't want you invading it." Right. So, you know, we backed off, and you know, other people went in. Well, yeah, yeah you have to respect this space. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Do you besides like ghost hunting? Do you do any other type of paranormal um, investigations? Have you had experiences maybe with cryptids or even those those dreaded aliens that are coming to this planet? <laughs> we keep talking about we really want to go to Pine Bush and just like sit out there and watch the skies for a while, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Carly would love if we could investigate like Bigfoot, Bigfoot or like Champ. Up <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, we haven't gotten to any of it yet. But we're super down for it. <laughs> You know, whatever's okay. out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Everything is out there, ladies. Believe me, everything is out there. <laughs> You'll be surprised at what you find when you're not even looking for it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that Al and I have come across, 
have always have been plan B's. You know, mm-hmm. we intended to go to this place that canceled for whatever reason. So we have the plan B, and every time we do a plan B, Al, successful or what? You know, oh, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, we go we go yeah. in looking, we go in looking for one thing, and we find something totally different. You know, that we never expected in a million years to find. It's just mind-boggling. It really is. Yeah, and we we know a couple of spots you may want to. F- Go with us to look for a Bigfoot or two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you, if, girls, if you really want to go, we yeah. can take we'll you take to you. a hot spot. <laughs> we'll take you. You'll have a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, Al, y'all, y'all going to one place and then another, you know, uh, really messes up me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, y'all, y'all do me a favor because you know I'm reading one site and then there's another site and I'm trying to figure out oh what's going on here is this energy coming here and they're coming from there <laughs> well Cindy we, we couldn't do it without you because it, you know um, every time we go to a location even if there's three separate locations in one location we always rely on what Cindy sees and feels and yeah. uh, and and it just seems like the energy changes from one location to the, to the next I don't know if Donna if that's the way it works with Donna as well uh, we try to not base a lot of our stuff off of Donna just because she asks us not to. Right. You okay. know, she wants us to keep our investigations very scientific as opposed to very spiritual because she feels we can prove the scientific. Right. Although, so. although, as we sit and as we try not to rely yeah, on her. Yeah, as we try to not rely on her and she starts, you know, <laughs> communicating with somebody. It's yes. a totally different story. <laughs> and right. <laughs> I, you know, we've had the recorders running where Donna, you know, is, is telling us what she's picking up. And I've had EVPs that were giving, like, you know, the name of a town as she's, you know, telling us the name of the same town that she's picking up. So, you know, she doesn't want to rely on it because you can't prove what somebody is feeling or, or right. thinks that they're getting. But, right. you know, more often than not, we, we what, trust her all the time. you know, <laughs> if there's anybody, I, I absolutely trust that way. It's her. Yeah, I mean, I'll be brutally honest with you. Um, Cindy will call me or Brian before we go out and she'll say, where are you going? I'm getting this. I'm getting that. And she'll tell us, you know, <laughs> what she's seen and what she experienced. And we go out there and we go out there thinking... You know, whatever she told us is the last thing on our mind. We don't go out expecting to find what you are looking for what she said. We just go out like she didn't tell us anything. And let's see what happens. And she's usually spot on. But, yeah. you know, and, and, and for some reason, I'm still surprised by it. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I do the same thing. I don't want them depending on, you know, what I'm saying, because. You know, we're basically pulling this out of the ether, and you don't know sometimes if this is your imagination or, you know, you're picking this. And the problem is, I would say 80% of the stuff that I pick up cannot be proved. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That is very frustrating because... It- Go ahead, Debra. No, no, no. You, were, I was just commenting on the the frustration. One of the things she did was we were at Letchworth Village, and she was we were at a field, but you know, going it before going into one of the buildings, and she started literally getting details and and sorrow and feeling feeling the pain and multiple wars, you know, and battles and whatever. And it wasn't just one battle that she was picking up. She was picking up every every occurrence of of warfare that took place on that field. 
and it wasn't until a little bit later on that we were able I was able to track down a lot of this stuff. She was spot on about like about six different types of events that took there took place mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So well, and I don't know about your psychic, but doing this type of work um, is very hard on me because of also being an empath. I will feel the pain of the victims and all the negative energy and, and it's some I mean it's draining and sometimes it's literally days before um, sure. can sure. you know feel and and recovery time is just you know each person recovers differently um I, I, we, we did an investigation recently. We went back to Letchworth, actually, uh, but a different side of it. And Al had this, like, pardon the expression, but shit-eating you, grin on his face the whole time. A euphoric like, feeling. I was in a cemetery and I had a euphoric feeling the whole day. Yeah, like he was order. watching like something at Disneyland or something. And I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And he didn't say, nothing, nothing's wrong. I'm like, it was clearly something was up with it. Um, but when I got back and, from And there, you know what, Brian? I'm glad you touched that because that's where I was going with my next question have you ever been out in an investigation uh a cemetery where something um affects someone on the team yeah. in, in such a way where they're not themselves oh god there's this one cemetery that i used to do photo shoots at that we investigated with the team because um i always would get irrationally angry Wow. when I was there wow. like I would just be working and I would just get irrationally angry and I'd start yelling at my models I'd start yelling at my helpers and that's really like not characteristic of me most of the time right. so we went back there and I still get that way when I go back to that cemetery and I have no idea why wow and and is that the only time it's ever happened to you or anybody on the team it's the only time that's ever happened to me for sure how about uh, anybody else on the team did you know of I don't think so oh when we went to columns the columns museum when we went up the staircase to their third floor um a lot of us just got hit with like this like sadness feeling and we started crying and wow but like other than that yeah i mean that's that's pretty it's pretty you know a powerful emotion you know yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, i mean i was there's a lot of energy in that museum because i also picked up a lot of th- a lot of activity. Yes, I mean, there's multiple people there. There's yes. also a haunted object there. Haunted object. Now, do you have yes. an idea as to what object? Or yes, I can tell you exactly what it is. Okay. Oh, oh, we're going okay. back on. We're going back we're on this Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a base. It's an off-white base. It used to be white. It's about 10 inches tall. And it's got the same top, you know, a base body. It also has red roses on it. And there's a chip on the left, or on the bottom of the stem, there's a chip on the left. Okay. It also looks very old. But this base absolutely is it has energy around it of some woman and lots that a lot of that is coming from this this object and that's not the only one there so that when you, and that's why it's amping up the energy people mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that you can have an object that is haunted they right. had a famous case on facebook i mean excuse me on ebay about 
a haunted object that people thought was a joke and found out it wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people have enough problems. I don't think I'm going to be bidding on it. Like, you when know, you find that of. vase, ladies, make sure you have it on camera and you have the EMF meter going because I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm hoping it's a museum because <laughs> that's where I picked it up. But it, I'm not, I mean, I don't 100% say that, but it may be one of the other investigations. But I did see the base when I was doing that museum and so hopefully it's there because i mean i've saw it clearly just i mean clearly which is you know that doesn't happen a lot of times so i'm not real sure what why i kept being shown this base okay and all right and you said red roses um i know that in the historical society in hurleyville where we were um a friend of mine had also mentioned an object that was red and he he didn't pick up on vase but he picked up on red and he told us not to touch it oh my gosh yeah because this has dark red roses around the top of the vase that comes down so that is that is really strange is this got the same is that same exact thing okay wow definitely okay. gotta check that out pretty close so well, we're going yeah, we'll, I to one museum on Saturday, and we'll be at the other one probably by March. Wow. So, we'll find it. Wow, okay. You, you ladies well, are busy. I, I would uh, touching it, though. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to take that home with you. Oh, hell no. Right. Yeah, it's... So, ladies, we, we're, get, we're, we're getting short on time, so before we let you go, I, I have to ask you, what happened at Rolling Hills? Yeah. <laughs> I have to know. Rolling Hills Asylum? Yeah, absolutely. Didn't you go there? We we did go there. We did okay. go there. They they had a little paracon there. Okay. And, uh, you know, we we were outside mainly about did a tour on the inside. Did you uh, do, were you able to do any any sort of an investigation in any way shape or form? We went in, I did have the um, digital voice recorders going. We had, I I think we had the obelisk. We had the obelisk outside for sure. Um, But with all of the people running around and and going through on the tour, there was really no way to get anything that wasn't contaminated. Right. Um, How about, did you go down into the morgue where they have the suit hanging? Of course we did. And did you see the suit move at all? The the suit moved, but you know there, there was, was airflow. <laughs> but the the thing was that table, yeah, the morgue yeah. table. The morgue there was table. a feel coming off of that. There absolutely oh. was um, that, but but it went away, which was kind of odd. It was almost you could touch it. It was almost like a vibration going through my hand, and um, then it was gone. So it moved on to a different location. Oh. Then could be. How about um? the room with the oh i can't think of the, the henry or harold or something like that the guys the tall gentleman who had the room with the the music and the books and stuff like that what was his name did you go into that room we went into a lot of rooms uh, it was yeah, i can't think of the gentleman's name who lived there he was uh, uh, i know who you're talking about too and i'm freakishly I'm- tall uh, gentleman oh, yeah they were telling us about 
we went into that room, but we didn't really pick anything up. Like, there were so many people when we went, because we went during one of their events, that oh, okay. we didn't really get a chance to yeah. fully investigate. Yeah, it did, was, you, did you talk to the owner of the place about, you know, coming back and maybe doing a, a private investigation on your own? Not yet. Because <clears throat> I would have never left there without talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, w- it was pretty interesting, but I... I I have more of an interest in Penhurst. Okay. Uh, that's why you're going to Philly? Hey, that, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was high on your uh, to-do list when you said you were going to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you find each one of you, like, when you go someplace separate, not as the group or whatever, you're still investigating? Oh, always. Yeah. yeah. I don't and, know if and, we're not investigating. And does your significant other that's not with you get pissed off at you for doing that? Yeah, always. <laughs> yes. Okay, so cool. We're in the same boat here. <laughs> my, my daughter recently got married, and Brian was, <laughs> Brian was at the reception with his EMF meter. Oh, God, don't, don't let my wife see you with that thing. <laughs> I had, her, I like, I had one of the apps go and see if there was yeah. any words oh, coming up. Oh my god! Yeah, we're, we're, it's just—it's in the blood, you know. It's just yeah. in the blood. We're going yeah. back to it for a fundraiser for our, our local school, the the young, you know, the the, the middle, not the middle school, the uh, grade school, whatever it is, and it's it's taking place at um a, a college university up here that is apparently extremely haunted and i was in the chapel the last time and i got some really weird banging sounds and you could not hear them while you were there and my wife's like could you cut it out we have friends here <laughs> you know but uh we're going same, back same here soon to me. same yeah. thing happens to me <laughs> yeah, you just got you know you just gotta it's it's something that that's that's once this is in your blood and you really start doing it you know, just like you ladies, you got to keep doing it, you know? Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, we just, um, you know, we spend a lot of time and do a lot of things together because, you know, half of the team is my family, half the team is Becca's family, and it's all one big family. So, you know, we, we do other things together and holidays and such, and we were walking through a local crystal shop just before Christmas, and, you know, there was one area of the shop, and I was like, whoa you know this feels a little strange and so and then it's you know becca you know do you feel does and we go and you know everything just starts up and then we want to investigate mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everybody else looks at you like yeah we're going around to the restaurant we'll, we'll just catch up with us you're just crazy you know yeah uh, yeah we you know you're just crazy and weird <laughs> that's yep. what i get <laughs> well it, it's, it's imagine y'all get a lot of that too yeah <laughs> You know, we, we live in a great time where you can actually have equipment on you all the time. I mean, believe it or not, some of the apps that they that, that people have created are really good at what they do. Um, they're not solely to be relied on, but they do capture a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's not like you can't investigate it, but, you know, I don't see you whipping out a spirit box like, you know, oh, I just happen to have this with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... You got yep. some really, really great things going on, and you—you you know, let's promote, let's plug. This is your time to plug. Where can everybody that's listening in find you guys, um, you ladies, uh, be it on the internet, social media, um, any place? We are on practically every platform out there. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Sullivan Ghosts, and on Facebook, we are Facebook.com/slash Sullivan 
Ghosts? No, Sullivan Paranormal. Sullivan Paranormal Society. And we're SullivanParanormalSociety.com. And we even have a Tumblr at SullivanParanormalSociety.tumblr.com. We're everywhere. <laughs> Are you, oh, hold on. Are you on Pinterest? Uh, no! <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. <laughs> uh, the one thing that we do do with our team is um, whenever we're on an investigation, we use the hashtag SPSLive. Right. And all of our members use that to post pictures, post little videos, post whatever is going on. And commentary. Yeah, commentary usually on Twitter. Like Comic relief. Ob- obnoxious commentary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, SPS Live, and that's on uh, Twitter and Instagram mostly. Yeah, well, yep. that's a, it's a great way also to, you know, when you're going through your research to, to get timing. Um, mm-hmm. for some of the things that events are taking place, but also to collect your research. Most people don't realize you can use hashtags on a lot of these things now. Um, I've been starting to use a lot of that um, thereafter when they, they, they opened up the hashtag to the other platforms. So it does come in handy, but that's great. We're going to take a look at that on your Facebook <laughs> stuff now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any other, any other uh, big or, or, or big events coming up for you guys? Um, I I believe you'll be ba- uh, up at pa- uh, the uh, UFO festival in Pinebush. Yeah. Yes, we will, and we're going to be presenting. I'm not sure what yet. Yes, we'll come up with something. <laughs> we'll yes. have something, and it won't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> and if all goes according to plan, Brian will be emceeing. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to try to keep it flowing. That's all. Very good. But this has been uh, fabulous having you on here. We definitely want to have you on again in the future because we want to follow up on the vase that cindy has been talking about the haunted this you know there may just be in my mind you know you never know (laughs) we'll find it if it's there we'll find it for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to go though i mean just just keep investigating keep going um and keep us in the loop yeah definitely you know when we we when we reschedule for part two of the um of the interview um, we could talk about all the new stuff that you guys uh, found and have, you know, to offer up. Yeah, I mean, if you have new evidence, definitely. Absolutely. Sounds good. And we'll, we, you know, we can put that whole together, and and this way, we, you know, people will. Will you be coming with us into the chat room when the, you know, you know, when we when we do things as far as the show? We'd love to have you on there, but we definitely love to be able to say, here, this is the link to this. This is what we're talking about here. Go take a lesson, you know. Yep. And yep. Uh, I believe we have a few investigations coming up as well, Al, that we would love to, you know, probably if you want to come along, um, we are in the same state. Yes, we are. (laughs) Hey, just just keep us in the loop. And if you've got something, uh, absolutely, we'd we'd jump right in. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that we've we've done, Al and and Cindy and, and all of us, I think, in BPS. We're not there to sell anything or push anything. We, we show you our evidence. We do this because we're desperately interested in it. And, um, you know, we want people to, to see what we found. Uh, we put up the raw stuff now. And then we go back and we'll, we'll look for anybody who wants to submit something to us saying, hey, I found this over here. So we'll relook at that information while we're going through our own evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always, I don't know about you ladies, but I always like to invite at least one person along Um who's not part of the team so this way they can validate anything we find or don't find it doesn't really matter but someone who has nothing to gain by validating you know any of the evidence we find so um, i don't know if that's something that you guys do but you know we always i always try to bring along at least one person well it's an interesting idea we might try that 
That's it's it's always good to do that only because um, even though all of you have experience with it, when you get somebody like my wife who <laughs> doesn't believe in any of this stuff and then she starts seeing it or experiencing it, it it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. there's something here. You know? Well, we, we got that validation when we gave our last talk presenting our evidence at the columns. And when we put up a few of the EVPs and the audience gasped, then it was like, all right, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And you guys are a good example of how to investigate the paranormal you should go on more shows because like i said you can, you're an example to what do right yeah. absolutely definitely you absolutely. know just just send us you know send us a, a skype or text uh, email anything and we'll we'll try to help you out as what well, as we'll definitely best we can. hook you definitely. up definitely well yeah absolutely that's just, how we do but, things you know if we have evidence know. boom it's yours you know whenever you're ready you let me know and i'll i'll make some phone calls for you and I'll uh, give you some names and, and we'll look yeah absolutely okay right, great cool. thank you <laughs> and don't forget when you come to Pine Bush to record your presentation so you can put it on your own website yeah, and all your definitely. social medias because we're going to do that as well yes okay <laughs> we will <laughs> It's always it's it's good PR. It's good press. There are really good people up there. Dumani's amazing to getting this thing going for the town up there at Crawford. Um, it's going to be a good time around. Uh, I mean, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. And I know everybody listening in at the Paranormal Center is totally going to love everything you bring bringing with you. You know, as long as that that dice with the little skulls. On. Oh no, that's gone. That was one. So it wasn't even twenty four hours. It was gone. <laughs> Any residual uh, energy after it left? None. None. Absolutely not. Oh, we're lucky. That's great. Yeah. Well, got lucky with that. I I don't want to bring the party down, but uh, speaking of leaving or or leaving now, (laughs) we've got to go. We ran out of time, and we want to thank you very much. We'd like to thank Barbara Shadow O'Rourke and B. Robinson from Sullivan Paranormal Society being here on Beyond the Realm. You took a dip into the rabbit hole with us, and we do appreciate you coming by, and we thank you very much. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. And yes, thank you. Have yes. a great night. Good night. Enjoy. Al, we've got yes. another show. And Cindy, we've got another one coming up. Who's our next guest coming up on Beyond the Oh, uh, uh, Friday. Uh, well, we're going to record this Friday. But the man, the myth, the legend, Arizona Tramp, is coming out of the Black Swamp. And he's going to give us two hours of his precious time and <laughs> it should be interesting i have a lot of questions for him as well <laughs> yeah we have no idea where this is gonna go yeah <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get the bikes ready <laughs> we're gonna take a, a bike tour around uh, beyond the realm and it should be really really interesting arizona as uh he has got a great show swamp gas and all this is on paranormal uk radio network so you definitely got to check them out you stay tuned to paranormal uk radio network for some great programming we are beyond the realm the bps bronxville paranormal society with cindy bailey dove al santa riga and myself brian bowden thank you all have a good night good night everybody